Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in. The next 10 minutes are inspired by an old guy and a young guy. I hope you enjoy it. Welcome to the engine. Growing up, I I never rode. I was a swimmer, I was a water polo player, I was a really bad wrestler in high school, but when I got to college, I started rowing, and the team I was going on to, the you know, team at UC Berkeley, had just won the national championship two years in a row. They were undefeated. They were monsters. And I was going on to this team, knowing that I I obviously had a lot of catching up to do. Now, rowing's kind of a unique sport in that it is possible for people who who have not rowed before but are very good athletes and willing to kill themselves to get up to speed and then become very successful. The movement is is rudimentary at the beginning, but then becomes very nuanced. But if you have a cardiovascular base and a really high pain tolerance, you can you can get good at rowing, which is great. But I knew I had my work cut out for me. And my coach, Jeff Bond, was an absolute maniac. And and he just beat the hell out of us. I mean, just ruthlessly. I think about the things, the things that we went through. And, and there were a lot of times when I really, really hated Jeff. And it's not because the workload was too, was too significant. Yes, it was hard, but it was, Jeff understood that the nature of getting through the situation was that you had to make very, very tough men. And so he took these 18-year-olds and just beat the hell out of us emotionally and physically in order to try to toughen us up. Now, he he was charged with a very difficult task, take these random group of kids, and we were not the best recruiting class, and make them one of the best in the country, which he did. But I really, I really despised Jeff for that for for a couple years um and i had him i had him imagined in my head as this as this monster and as i went through cal and i became a junior and a senior jeff became a very very close ally and friend and and he became one of my best friends and he would help me train and he would encourage me and keep me on track and it really did become evident that he that he cared about me, which was great. So much so that when I proposed to my wife when I was 24, 25, I asked Jeff to be one of my groomsmen. I mean, he was one of the he was one of the biggest influences in my life. And as I had whatever limited success I did have in my in my early 20s and now, I very much attributed to Jeff. I was like, look, without without this situation, it would have been it seems like it would have been almost impossible for me to to work this hard because that was one of the keys to my my success at tutoring. I just worked like crazy. And not worked like crazy like this robotic way, but really invested in my students, was absolutely dynamite with with taking care of my clients, the the parents and making sure that everybody was happy and and just wouldn't stop. Wouldn't stop at all. And people people realized very quickly, like, whoa, you're like a machine. And again, that was because of Jeff. So, although I very much despised Jeff when I was 
18 and 19 and, and 20, he became this person that I very much cared for um, when I was 21, 22, 23, 24. And although I remembered why, I remembered why I didn't like him initially, although I remember that, I didn't really feel that. I didn't really feel that because I had felt like he had done a, he'd done a good job making me tough. A couple years ago, I started thinking about the experience that I had with Jeff and becoming tough and thinking about the success I had had that I had attributed to Jeff. And I started thinking about it a little differently because I had started reflecting on the things that that had motivated me as a 17 and 18 year old, just this kid who I thought was pretty sloppy and not very tough, had motivated and persuaded me to go on to the rowing team. Now, mind you, again, this was the best team in the country. I had never rowed before. I knew to even have a shot, it was going to be, it was going to be hellacious. And, and I did it anyway. And as I was mulling over this a couple years ago, I started thinking about who I must have been at 18 to make that call. Like what kind of guts I actually had. And this really caused me to reevaluate the credit that I had given Jeff. And, and it really made me upset. Because I had attributed my success in my 20s and, and professionally and becoming tough and, and doing the right thing. I had attributed that to the the intensity with which Jeff coached us and all the things that made me dislike him. I was like, look, it all worked out because it worked. Whatever Jeff did made me super tough. It worked. But as I rethought it, I realized, well, I must have been incredibly tough to even attempt to do this. And as cruel as Jeff was to us, I obviously had to be tough to make it through that. So I had some degree of resilience. I had some degree of toughness already. And maybe I would have been successful anyway. Maybe I would have been wildly successful without going through the hellacious year I went through when I was a freshman. And I thought about that. I was like, gosh, darn it, man. And all of a sudden, I was back to kind of being pissed at Jeff. And I didn't tell him about it. I don't think he'll ever hear this podcast, but I was, I was really bothered by it. And then I started thinking about him a little bit, and out of nowhere, he, he gave me a call recently. And we were talking, we ended up talking for like an hour. And of course I didn't bring that, of course I didn't bring that up. You know, that's... That's my burden and I'm, I'm working through it. But talking to him flipped me around again to remember what an incredible resource and support this guy had been in my life 
And he truly was. There's no denying that. And I got off the phone with him and I was like, God, that's why. That's why he became a great friend of mine. And as I've been thinking through, as I've been thinking through all of these things, it's become so obvious that it's impossible, it's really impossible to pigeonhole somebody and all of the experiences you've had with them into a good or a bad position. Because Jeff, when he was coaching me, was a maniac. But Jeff himself wasn't a maniac outside of coaching. That was something he was doing, right? And then as Jeff became my great friend, he was a great friend. And, and I saw how supportive he was. But then I started thinking about maybe he could have, maybe I could have become what I, what I am today without having all these horrible memories, without feeling so terrible about myself and getting beaten down. And then I got upset again. But then it plays out that all of a sudden I talk to him. I'm like, oh, I forgot about this, though. I forgot, I forgot about what a great friend he is as well. And he didn't mean me harm. He, he wasn't trying to be cruel or anything. He was trying to make me as tough as he could. And how he knew how to make me tough. So all of these things are swimming around, and they're all true. My experience as an 18-year-old that is valid. That's a truth. That's my truth. It was painful. It was terrible. My experience as a junior and senior when Jeff was helping me, that's also valid. That's also my truth. And attributing my success to Jeff and having him be one of my, my groomsmen, that's all my truth. And me being frustrated later in life saying, you know what? You didn't have to be that mean. Maybe I was tough enough as I was. Maybe I just needed a little help, but I didn't need to doubt like the value of me spiritually. That's also true. And it's so tempting to try to just boil people down to good and bad and your relationships with them, good and bad. And it's so tempting and it's so easy and it's so damn wrong. It's so wrong. It's not fair. Because we're so much more complex than that. I understand that there are some people, probably in your life or other people's lives, that have done terrible things or are terrible people, and I'm not, I'm not speaking about that situation. I'm speaking about the much more average relationship you have with perhaps a family member or a close friend where you're close and then you're not close and you like them and then you don't like them and each time you go through this you think that the way you're feeling in that moment is exactly what that person is but more times than not you'll come out of that and you'll see the other side of it again and you'll feel the other side of it again and you'll realize oh I forgot I forgot they're a good person too. So the next time you really have that inclination to cement your feelings on someone, to cement your feelings on your relationship with them, just take a step back and ask yourself, is it possible that there's 
an alternate in my past to the way I feel right now? Is it possible that if I'm frustrated with them now, if I just, I'm ready to write them off as a bad person, is it possible that there's an equally valid experience or position that I've had? That's not that way. Because if you do that, I bet you'll figure it out. I bet you'll see something different. And that may save you from quite a bit of frustration and heartache. I'm Matt Todd, and this is the engine that drives me. Go out and crush it. Thank you, everyone. And please do remember, the essay classes are lining up daily, as are the SAT and ACT review. If you need some help, just hit me up.